All right. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna hear that cough drop like the entire, the entire editing process. <clears throat> Which is ironic because for the cold opener, I wrote how how much <laughs> I was gonna hate uh, listening to my sick voice uh, the whole time that I edit. Yeah, that doesn't sound too much different. Does it sound deeper? It sounds manly. <laughs> Finally, I sound manly. <laughs> uh. Welcome back to the Two Justins Podcast, a show where Justin and Justin talk about Seinfeld and random topics submitted by you, the listeners. Nice. That was cleaner. Yeah, that that was good. cleaner <laughs> than, better than usual. The, yeah, that was good. That was good. Man, so Columbia, how was it? Uh, I think a child got me sick. <laughs> Was it your child, the one you sponsored? Uh, I don't know. No, because uh, I got sick before uh, before then. <laughs> yeah. So this is this sounds weird, but talk real quick, you being sick. Someone at our church got sick, got mm-hmm. salmonella recently. Really? After overseeding grass with the manure. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think you have salmonella. You would know that. Yeah, but, I'd be uh, thrown up, right? Yeah, I'm assuming. I think it's similar to like food poisoning. There's like salmonella? And- I guess. Like, I mean, it's all... Cow poop. Yeah. So I mean, what, was he using like pure well, steer? Well, he works manure? at a, he works at a golf course and they were reseeding. Oh, okay. So I don't know what they were using, but because mine's like that mulchy top topper topsoil. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to. I don't ever use just the pure steer poop. You can definitely smell some poop in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you use your hands, it like my hands smelt for like a good two three days after. Yeah, my watch still smells like poop. Man, you wore it out there. I'm surprised. I, I need to count my calories. <laughs> I get my 30 minutes. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, Columbia, I bet it was sweet. Yeah, it was a really good trip. It was really cool. Hey, did we talk about it last time? We did, I think. Uh, I think we just we just mentioned that it'd be a little bit because I'd be out of the yeah, country. Yeah, why'd you go? Why don't you... So um, the, the church that we work for and attend <laughs> uh, <laughs> does a lot with Compassion International, the organization, uh, specifically in the country of Colombia. And uh, so each of our different campuses of the church that we work for directly sponsors Mm -hmm. a church plant in Colombia. And then in that church plant are a bunch of sponsored children. From that campus. From the campus here in Arizona. So every year we have the plans as a church to do a trip to each one of those locations in Colombia as kind of an ongoing relationship yeah, with yeah. compassion and with the the people and country of Colombia. Super cool. Yeah. I definitely want to go. I would love to go next year on a trip like that. What is really cool too is the the way that compassion works is I didn't I didn't even realize but like kids <clears throat> sponsored through compassion can stay with compassion until 18 they can stay with compassion uh until they're 22 regardless as uh, long as but like isn't isn't when they're in compassion before 18 to be a part of the program of like receiving the don't the the get like the donation and all that don't you have to isn't there parameters set like grades and being involved in the school like I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like once you leave, once you're 18, yeah. you become an adult. Who's like keeping track of that adult? Like, is there yeah. ever, not, is there new parameters now of like, hey, you got to get a job? Exactly. Or as and- as they get older, things change uh, for what they're trying to do. So the older they get, the more the more they focus on <clears throat> counseling them in how to pursue the career that they want, or training them uh, in skills that they can then get yeah. a job yeah. for with. So like some of the skills they talked about is like like textiles, making things, or like learning how to cut hair. Okay. Um, or if they have somebody that says, I want to be a doctor, then they counsel them. This is what it will actually take to become a doctor, like uh, which would involve moving from where you're at now to go to school for a long time yeah. in a different part of Columbia, you yeah, know, where yeah. university is. Is it hard? Like, so say someone wants to be a doctor... I'm assuming that's difficult probably for some of these kids that are in these impoverished areas to even get out of that city and yeah. go somewhere. Like funding, mm-hmm. resource, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and I think that's part of um, them being able to be in the sponsorship till they're 22 is to help 
get them on that path and provide the like monetary support yeah. uh, for them to be able to move more in a direction that they want to. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, seems yeah. Like fun. Yeah, so that was Columbia, and now I have a cold. Uh, it's not strep throat. It's not a sinus infection. It's just some sort of virus. Hopefully, and, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be awful. <laughs> so I'm basically living off of Ricola and ice chips right now. Um, You'll probably hear it throughout this uh, episode. Oh yeah, yeah. It's distinct, very distinct sound. They, uh, I, I did get prescribed like a lidocaine <clears throat> to gargle with to try to numb my my sore throat. But the one spot that hurts the most, uh, I can't seem to get with the lidocaine. I can't get the lidocaine mm-hmm. in the correct position it's a liquid uh, it's like a gel which makes it really hard to gargle with it's like yeah you can't just like put it in and send it all the way back it's it probably super like, viscous yeah, yeah. It's like vaseline texture kind of almost yeah. yeah that's weird yeah that's that's strange so yeah the first time i put it in my mouth i gargle and gargle and gargle and then i spit and there's just like a big old it looked like a loogie what if you put it in like a cup <clears> and <throat> microwaved it with a little bit of water and like swished it around and yeah. got it all warm. I was thinking about that. The directions are super unclear. Like the directions don't say anything about how to gargle it. If you can like add a little bit of water to try to make it less viscous to be able to gargle it. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't say anything about like duration of gargling it. It just says like gargle, gargle, <laughs> gargle and spit. Uh, yeah, that sounds not very fun. So yeah, well, I hope it gets better. Thank you. Yeah. Man, since our last time, too, I uh, watched Quiet Place. I just thought about that. I uh, mm. We had talked about that movie, mm-hmm. and you'd seen it already. Yeah. And I watched it. We recorded on, like, a two- Monday, and I watched it on Thursday. So, John Krasinski. Is that his name? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. That That is probably... I haven't seen, like, any other movies he's been in, besides The Office. I mean, that's yeah. all... Well, maybe that's it. Did you watch of... the new Jack Ryan? Nope. It's pretty I good. I heard that was good, too. Yeah. But, man, Quiet Place was so good. That was like a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Would you categorize it as a horror movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminded me of Signs, though. Yeah. Like very, you don't see the monster right away or mm-hmm. the, whatever it is. And it's like bits and pieces of him here and there. So the suspense is like building. But I think the alien, like once you see him, that's like, I mean, it was scary looking. Yeah. But yeah, just a good movie. I thought his wife in the movie did it. Like, such a good job. His wife in real life. Yeah. 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 But, uh, like, I didn't know how I'd feel about it, not having any words, like, basically the whole time. Like, it's Mm -hmm. basically quiet. The only thing I thought was, if you knew you were having a baby, why didn't you build your house or, like, go to behind the waterfall and just stay back there? Like, dig a... Something into that. A cave. And and have the baby in there. Yeah. I mean, you could scream in there. That was just something I noticed. Like, hey, you're screaming right now and talking over here. Uh, you could easily just come back here, figure out a way to build a little hole, and just have your baby back here. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, so I'd definitely survive in that movie. <laughs> You'd be the waterfall man. Yeah, but such a good movie. I thought it was awesome. I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah. It was great. Anyways, that wasn't supposed to be follow-up, I don't think, but I put it on there because we had talked about it last time. <clears throat> All right, it's a little bit more follow-up. Um, I feel like the Cosmos are working against me. <laughs> for your For your grass. So, <clears throat> last time I had overseeded, and then the you had just overseeded, <clears throat> yeah, basically, the rain washed it out, yeah, and uh, and birds destroyed my. <laughs> so like, what grew in was super patchy, and then I've got like little trails of grass seeds that have been planted throughout <laughs> like the wash of my yard and into my front yard. So when I got back from Columbia, I w- I decided that I was going to rectify this by buying another bag and two more things of topper and just filling in those holes and making the edges nice and sharp again. Uh And so I look up and it's nice and sunny. I look at my weather forecast. No forecast of rain all week. Things are looking great. (laughs) Yeah, that was a weird... Okay, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I remember that. that, Looking at Things are looking great. So I start throwing down the seed. I use almost the entire bag and, and... I go over the edge real tight. I go over all of the uh, spaces that have been, um, what's the word? What am I thinking of? Where the birds push the... I don't know. Oh, all all the spaces that were bare. Mm -hmm. And 
And then I went over all of the grass as a whole to just try to make it thicker. So I put seed everywhere, mm-hmm. a whole new coating of seed. Yeah. Which I don't even know if is advisable putting <laughs> that in with a bunch of grass that's now been growing for yeah. like 10 days or yeah, 14 fine. days. Yeah. So then I went and opened up the first bag of topper. Mm-hmm. And I, I I noticed that it's getting like cloudier yeah. and, and way north, probably probably like... 20, 30 miles north that I can see. Yeah. Uh, is like some lightning, but it's like way over there. It's way over there. And the, the forecast still says no rain here, which is pretty common. Like I feel like surprise will get rain, but we won't, but we won't. Or Peoria. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty often. Yeah. I, f- I feel like for whatever reason, it's like gone. By Northern the time Phoenix it... gets more rain than, yeah. Than us down here in the South. <laughs> I think it comes over the mountains and it like pours. And yeah. then by the time it, like it like drains before it even gets out here. Yeah. So I, I just figured that, that that's what like if oh if I look at surprise they're probably forecasted for rain, but we're not forecasted yeah, twenty yeah. miles south. Yeah. Um and so I open up the first bag of topper and I start to put it on just the corner and I feel like little like drops and I'm <laughs> like, okay, so maybe like it's sprinkling a little bit. That'd and be th- good for the seed. That'd and then nice. literally ten seconds later it just starts pouring. Yeah. Yeah. And so I run under the overhang or I run over under my porch. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll just wait it out here. I'll just wait for a few minutes. It'll be done. And uh and then it just picked up and picked up and picked up. And then it started flooding in my backyard Was that again. before you left for Columbia? That was after I got got back. It was, it doing was on this, like Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it was doing the exact same thing yeah. that it did. Yeah, that was like out of nowhere. It's, oh, man. So it got washed out. <laughs> yeah, but it looks nice. Yeah. So, well, so yesterday. You had to go through and. Yesterday, I, what I did is I took a broom. And I sweeped my entire backyard, all of the dirt, to try to get all of that seed back. Back. So I sweeped it into a big pile, and then I put it onto a dustpan, and then went back over my yard and, and just kind of topped it off. Dustpan, yeah, into it, and then I put all the topper on. Luckily, I hadn't put the topper on yet, or I would have been washed off too, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> so but much. It looks good. I bet you it'll all grow in just fine. Yeah, and it'll spread like yeah, like some little spread around. But yeah. They're not for you having a nice green lawn. <laughs> All right. I think we had one more follow-up. Yeah, it's not really not really follow-up. It's just if you're looking for a solution for a paper straw, mm-hmm. Dustin Hunt sent in on Twitter that they make pasta straws. Which, as soon as I heard that, that's brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's not going to get... I mean, I don't know if it would get soft. It's not hot water that you're drinking right. through a straw, you know? So, anyways, Dustin Hunt on Twitter sent in some company in Santa Barbara, California makes pasta straws. For drinks specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets rid of all the issues, paper or plastic. Yeah. It's edible. So it... I think that is the best solution. Yeah. And I, I wonder how... Uh, I, I wish I, I wish I would have looked it up. I just wonder how expensive they are. Or like the cost efficiency to make a pasta straw. I mean, you think about you buy like a thing of spaghetti from the store. It's like a dollar. Yeah. So I can't imagine making like a pasta straw would be any... Maybe two bucks or something for a bunch of them. It probably wouldn't be too crazy. Um and then at the end, like you can just bite off pieces of pasta. Yeah, well, yeah, and I wonder if it would get soft. Did you ever used to do that as a kid, where you take like a just a piece of spaghetti and chew on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the closest I've gotten to is like trying the pasta while it's boiling to see if it's done, and it's still hard. Or like, mm. you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I think it's a great, a great solution to the paper straw problem. So yeah, maybe we'll see pasta straws coming back around or coming out in the future who knows this company seemed to think that they're the new craze they have like 70 followers on twitter so maybe they're working their way up to try and be a popular company maybe we can get them up to 75 yeah (laughs) the two justins bump (laughs) yeah we can uh advertise for them too it'd be great maybe i'll say something (laughs) but uh yeah that's it i think today's show brought to you by pasta straws (laughs) get all your pasta straw needs Uh, that'd be really funny but uh yeah i don't know if that's really follow-up just uh thanks for for sending that in dustin because that's pretty intriguing actually yeah yeah i like that as a solution way better than paper straws yeah Yeah. we do want to take a moment uh in this part of the episode this is something new that we're going to talk about over the next four episodes um but really we just want to take a minute and kind of let you know about something we're going to try to do 
And um, Thanksgiving is around the corner. It's mm-hmm. coming up in like four weeks, which is crazy. Yeah. And since we talk about Seinfeld so often, uh, the mo- one of the most famous parts of Seinfeld is uh, George's dad, instead of celebrating Christmas, celebrates <laughs> Festivus. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to do kind of a Thanksgiving Festivus celebration. Yeah, yeah, that's good. For the Two Justins podcast. Yeah. So for this uh, Festivus, for the next four weeks, what we're going to ask of you, the listener, is that you would, and we talked about it before on our Twitter and our Instagram, we've mentioned it on here a bunch, um, but we really, really, really uh, want you uh, to rate and review and you know, share what you feel or think about the episode or the podcast. And the best way to do that is through iTunes, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can easily go to iTunes and rate and review um, this podcast. And I'm actually going to put it up on Instagram on our story so you can view it and I'll put it on the highlight as well. So it won't go away. So if you, yeah, if you ever need to see it, you can go on the 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 actual two Justins page and click on the highlight. Yep. And it'll tell you how to rate and review our podcast on iTunes and not just rate, uh, but we really want the reviews and it can be negative. It can be positive. It can be whatever you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, Along with the review, we would love for you to post a question, any Mm -hmm. kind of question that you would like to ask us to talk about. Uh, We would love to see that question. And we're going to do this for the next four weeks. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to post about it. And at the end of November, If you have gone on and rated or reviewed and put a question down on iTunes, we are going to put your name in a hat for a drawing for a $50 gift card to Amazon website. And that is coming out of our advertising budget, a.k.a. our wallets. (laughs) Yeah, our (laughs) wallets. Yes, so... um, yeah, we just want to do a little incentive to hopefully get you to rate and review the podcast, which helps us a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, again, like we've said, it helps us make the show better. And if you're going to review it and you're going to post a question... Um, we want to make it worth your time. Yeah. We want to say yeah. thank you for participating. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving Festivus yeah. to you. <laughs> and just, yeah, and just thank you for being a part of this last five months of us like recording and being being a part of the podcast. And we just want to show our appreciation by saying, hey, if you would rate and review it, man, we're going to throw some of our own our own money and resources towards it to say, man, thank you for, for being a part of this. So, And on top of that, <clears throat> to further get you in the Thanksgiving, Giving a fist, the thanks, thanks. <laughs> is, that, is that how I said? Is that how we, said? we need to figure out a way to thank, thanks, give, festive thanksgivings. <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh, to further get into that spirit, uh, the question <clears throat> that you submit as a part of your review. So your review could read something like this: one star, title, terrible show. <laughs> And then in in the, in the body, it could say, Justin and Justin are boring and only talk about Seinfeld. <laughs> and that would be fair. And then you could say, you know, make another paragraph and write, what is your favorite outerwear for the springtime? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And then that would be it. That'd be the whole review. And then we would take all of those questions that appear at the bottom of the reviews. At the end of the year, we are going to have a special episode where we answer every single one of those questions. So every one of those questions, no matter how many questions there are. We'll get through all of them. So if there are five questions? Yeah, it would take ten minutes. If there are a thousand questions? Seven hours. (laughs) That'd be a really long episode. And we will record it all in one go, uncut. All well, I, I mean, it'll be it'll be slightly edited. Yeah, yeah. It'll be edited to make it listenable. Yeah, yeah. But we will answer all of them. Yeah. In one go. And rating and reviewing will take you two minutes. Yeah, it's super quick. Uh, two it, minutes of your time for a possibility <clears throat> at a fifty dollars gift card to yep. Amazon to get whatever you want on Amazon. The endless possibilities. So, like for example, if I won. Uh, I could get $50 worth of cough drops to help make it through the rest of the week. Yeah, that's good. Uh, You could get $50 worth of lawn care supplies. Yeah, or skateboarding gear, whatever. Skateboarding gear, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So many things that you could get. Endless amounts of things uh, as long as it's under $50. Have you been on Amazon? If you're a mom listening, you can do your grocery shopping on Amazon. There we go. 50 bucks. Have you ever used... (laughs) I use... um, those Amazon buttons. Have you seen those? No. The dash buttons? No. So they're like $5, but when you buy it, you get a $5 credit back onto your account when you use it for the first time. Okay. So you get like $5 off. Um, and there, you can use it for a bunch of different products. So I've got 
like one for laundry detergent, one for fabric softener, one for toilet paper, one for paper towels. And you just click it and it sends it? Yeah, so as soon as I'm out of or running low on toilet paper, I just click the button and it automatically... It's a real button. Yeah, it's a physical button. And it's somewhere in your house? Yeah, it's under my, my sink. And it so it's like connected to the internet or what? Yeah, exactly. Man, and you just, cool. you just push the button. So you could get... 10 of those buttons for any for sorts $50. of things yeah yeah for all the things that you need <clears throat> yeah so anyways we just want to let you know about that and uh hopefully you can rate and review it uh, we have like 10 reviews right now nine reviews right now ratings uh, ratings ratings no reviews no yet. reviews yet our goal is to get 30 reviews mm-hmm. so out of you um we have more than that listening so 30 would be a great great goal to reach and we'll keep you updated through the month at where we're at but we would love to get at least 30 reviews and that would be a nice long end of the year episode yeah yeah it'd be 30 good questions so um yeah please 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 rate and review we're super thankful for you and you listening and taking the time to be a part of the two justins podcast yeah thanks into seinfeld talking about festivus let's jump into season two episode six the statue yes the statue so basically in this episode to summarize it for those of you that don't actually watch along with us the episode the statue is about uh jerry gets a bunch of uh, a box of old things from his grandfather uh that he kind of wants to get rid of it's and, like in his storage right? yeah it's in his kramer storage. sees it in the store in his storage unit so kramer uh is going through it pulls out a statue and uh george sees the statue and he's like oh my gosh that's the exact same statue as what my parents used to have as a kid and i broke it's like a long lengthy statue it's like a woman and like a flowy dress kind of yeah thing. it's like almost like a uh, clapper yeah, girl yeah, from like yeah. the 20s yeah um looks like something straight out of the great gatsby movie it does man and that's good <laughs> that's a good uh, comparison there <clears throat> and so he's like oh man i've got to have this um george or jerry doesn't give it to him right away well no it's kramer's because he gives oh, yeah, Kramer everything in the box. Because he gives Kramer everything So Kramer's in like, box. you going to keep these knee socks? You don't wear knee socks. <laughs> <laughs> so Kramer has it all and pulls out the statue. And, and George like is begging Kramer to give him the give him the statue. Yeah. And he, give, he ends up giving it to him. But they leave it in Jerry's apartment. Yes. When they go to eat. Yep. While they're eating, uh, they leave it in the apartment. And? And Jerry is, well, they leave it in the apartment. But that's not when it gets stolen. Yeah. It gets stolen. Jerry's leaving out of town, and he's hired somebody to come and clean his apartment Mm -hmm. uh, because it's dirty and filthy. He wants to be clean when he gets back. The statue is still in the apartment when Jerry leaves and leaves the cleaner there to clean the apartment. The cleaner is uh, Elaine's... Elaine is editing a book... For a new author. For a new author. And and that's her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. The author's boyfriend. Yeah. And And he talks with a... Is it like a medieval or like a... Yeah. Is it midi? I don't know. It, it, I don't know what kind of accent it, that would be. It's like a fake butler. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's really funny, actually. And uh, <clears throat> I love the way George describes because Jerry at the very beginning, Jerry's telling him that uh, this guy's going to come over, and he's a grad student at NYU. And George is like, "A student can't clean. That's an anathema." <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's like, "How long have you been waiting to use that one?" <laughs> uh, yeah, how long have you been waiting to squeeze that into a conversation? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, anyways, he gets the cleaner. He goes out of town. When he gets back, the statue is mysteriously gone. Mm-hmm. And the cleaner is the only person that was in the apartment in the time that Jerry was on vacation. So, for the remainder of the episode... Uh, oh, sorry. That's not where it ends. So then That's they, not how they find out. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Well, then they go to the apartment... To see Elaine. To see Elaine while the, she's, like, working on the book... And the statue is on the mantle in, in that girl's apartment, the cleaner's mm-hmm. apartment. And they assume that he stole it. <clears throat> yeah. And so it eventually ends with them tussling over the statue. And the statue <laughs> smashes, smashes on the floor and breaks. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like, the way they get the statue back, though, is Kramer acts like a police officer <laughs> and, like, goes into the apartment and pushes the guy against the wall and makes him look the other way and then lets him off with a warning for whatever reason. So... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this episode was really good. It reminded me of, uh, I was going to ask you, have you ever had, like, a maid growing up? Like, somebody cleaned your house regularly? Like, is that something your parents <clears throat> invested in at all? Um, I remember briefly a couple of times, like, somebody coming over 
to clean my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never for long periods of time. It was like special occasions. They'd have them come clean it or something. Or like they'd, they'd try it out for a little bit and then decide they didn't want, want to. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah. We had one for like, my mom still has a cleaning lady that I had when I was like in middle school. Same lady. So it's been like, I mean, I'm 28 and that was when wow. I was like 12. So it's been like 16 years. Her so she, she comes over every week? Every other week on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. Her name's Lupe. Wow. Her, it's like her and over the years it's changed. It was like her daughter would come and then she had some other helpers. I think like a sister. She speaks very, very little English. So I don't know how my mom and dad found her, but she does an immaculate job. <laughs> And for really, really cheap. So I've actually considered like calling Lupe and, and trying to maybe have her clean my house like once a month or something. Mm-hmm. She cleans my mom's house for like, I don't know, 75 bucks a month. She does it twice in a month. So that's pretty good. And my, yeah. I mean, I think that's compared to what you look for like most cleaners, it's kind of expensive. Um, but growing up, we had her, she was every, every other week. And I just remember she'd always be there on Tuesdays for like a full day. Mm-hmm. We had a bigger, our home when we were younger was a little bit bigger. So she was there for like a full day, just like at her house cleaning and yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It's kind of funny. We talked about this before. My mom, she's a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say OCD, but she, she's a clean, very clean person. Mm-hmm. Almost just like a, a germaphobe, it seems. Uh, the day before Lupe came, my mom would make us clean the house. <laughs> because she couldn't... Like va- vacuum and everything? Vacuum and, yeah, we wouldn't dust. We'd have to like vacuum, clean our room... <laughs> Make sure the bathroom was clean because, God forbid, the cleaning person would see our house dirty. <laughs> like, Mom, that's the essence of what she does. Like, that's her job. So I just remember for why, all the years. Why are we paid yeah. if we just clean the house? Yeah. Pay me the $75 and I'll, I'll clean the house twice a month or whatever. So I just remember always giving my mom a hard time growing up. Like, oh, we got to clean the house now because cleaning lady's coming tomorrow. Like, it's just, it was such a weird, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, but it was just strange. So... But yeah, we had one. We had one growing up, and yeah, I wouldn't mind having Lupe come to my house now. I think it'd be kind of cool. It's like generational. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how I talk to her because she doesn't speak English. But anyway. So at the end of the episode, it's never really revealed what happened to the statue. If it was stolen, if that was a different statue. Yeah, it's true. It never truly. You never find it out. Yeah, the the maid there the 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 cleaning guy cleaning claims guy. he bought it in a pawn shop in Chinatown. Yeah. But it's no longer there because the owner moved to Singapore. <laughs> there was a whole conversation in a coffee shop where Jerry's accusing the cleaner of stealing it. But it never, yeah, it never. And George is sitting in the next booth over. Acting like he doesn't know anybody. Yeah. And then he gets up and starts yelling at him. <laughs> but yeah, you never find out what yeah. happens. Yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of like Inception before Inception. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Seinfeld, so clever. So clever. And also, Elaine's job is just kind of fascinating. Like what she does? Yeah. She's an editor? Yeah, just like... Or Pennant Publishing? Is she with Pennant Publishing at this point? I can't remember. It's either Pennant Publishing or... Um... Mr. Pitt. Yeah, Mr. Pitt's like later, though. <laughs> Man, Mr. Pitt's a funny dude. I cannot <laughs> wait till we get to Mr. Pitt. Uh... No, not Mr. Pitt. I'm thinking of... Oh, uh, you... I'm thinking of uh, <clears throat> Jay Peterman. Yes. He's a great actor, too. That guy. I don't know, yeah. I don't know that actor's name. Um it's just so good, though. Oh, but he's such a good character, like the way he is. and The Peterman Catalog. <laughs> when she starts writing for the Peterman Catalog. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So The Urban Poncho. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when he's like in the Burmese jungle or something. <laughs> jungle, jungle. That's for later, later, later discussions. But yeah, <clears throat> I thought it was a good episode. It was funny. And uh, yeah, it only had like one topic the whole time. I feel like Seinfeld a lot of times goes in different directions through one episode. There's like different storylines. Yeah. But there's really not in this one. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just the same. Honed in. The same same deal the whole time. So, yeah. Good. Nice. Well, on to topics. So, my topic. Uh, recently, in the past couple weeks, I got to put on a jacket for the first time. Ooh. The weather is getting cooler. Below 90. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> today. What I was say. Today is like 87 or something. Exactly. But like two weeks ago, it was like a high of the late early or the um, the high 70s. And I bought a jacket in California that's kind of like a windbreaker, mm-hmm. but it's a little more thick. It's made for like the rain, and uh, I got to wear it, and I loved it. <laughs> I love winter clothing. So my topic for for you is cold climate clothing. Okay. I love it. Yeah, I know you're a fan, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I love wearing jackets and pants. I feel like I feel like everybody just looks better and in pants. In, in pants and yeah, jackets. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's just not something we get to wear for very many. It's like three months. Yeah, <laughs> which is so sad. But like even right now, like you might leave the house in the morning with like a light jacket and. Within like a half hour, you're like, "That's oh, so hot." <laughs> you take this off. Yeah, like once you hit the sun, it's like, yeah. It could be eighty out, but the sun <clears throat> just like bakes you. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate we don't get to use our jackets more often. Mm-hmm. But I love sweaters. I love jackets. What's your favorite winter clothes? Like, what's your favorite type of jacket? Um. So, uh, I've got kind of a puffy jacket that that I really like. Is it that blue one? Is it like a blue? Uh, oh, there, there is a blue one that's kind of puffy with a hood. Yeah. Um, you have a vest. That one's like a puffy, puffy. wind windbreaker. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've got like a black puffy jacket, um, that's a really warm, like puffy zip up. Yeah. Like, uh, it might even be, what's like, what's like a winter clothing brand? Uh, like Patagonia? Yeah. Like, it, like it might even be like one of those or R-E-I, North Face. North Face. Yeah. Maybe. It might be one of, one of those brands um but yeah it's just really warm cool jacket Mm -hmm. um my favorite all time and uh we're opening up a can of worms here okay uh my favorite all time outerwear clothing was a zip up sweater Mm -hmm. it was brown okay uh it had kind of this weird rolled collar at the top so like the zip went all the way up to the top of the no hood no hood so um, it went. The zipper went all the way up to the top. It had a button clasp. Okay. And then it had a rolled collar. Mm-hmm. Um, so so you could kind of like position the collar up a little bit if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, it had two pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, they were top button pockets. Okay. Which I really liked. Um, and it was it was brown and it was this like really itchy material. But you liked it. Oh, uh, it was wonderful. But it was itchy. Yeah, I got it at Forever 21 when I was like 17, and I had it for probably like seven or eight years before I lost it. Where'd you lose it? Either at the Peoria campus or the Surprise campus. So it's somewhere. It's some. <laughs> it's somewhere. In a lost and found forever, just yeah. waiting to be returned No, I, to I've somewhere. searched. I've searched high and low in lost and found. Yeah, so yeah. Every once in a while, I think maybe I'll go see if it's somewhere. <laughs> I can't find it. I even It's not at your parents at all. No, so the zipper <clears throat> broke. The zipper broke on it and I got um a seam ripper and I took out the old zip zipper mm-hmm. and then I hand sewed in a new zipper. Yeah, that's nice. Onto this. So like So you're it, invested. Yeah, like I put a whole bunch of work. I can't it's can't. If you found it, you think it would fit still? Like it was it, you haven't yeah. really grown much, so I'm sure yeah, it's Yeah, no, it'd still fit. Hmm. But alas, it, I cannot. This will be a reoccurring topic. This every every so often. Yeah. The jacket. If you think you know of a sweater slash jacket <laughs> like this, I would pay unreasonable amounts of money to, to replace it. Man, it reminds me of Golden Boy from Seinfeld. Golden Boy. That's <laughs> just because it's a long, long lost T-shirt. But yeah, no, that's totally, totally how I feel. Like, like I, I don't know. What is an appropriate amount to pay to replace that jacket? Yeah. But at this point, I'd probably pay upwards of $200 yeah, to replace o- this jacket. And you're obviously still grieving over it. Yeah. Like, do you think every year... When when'd you lose it? Like, within the past five years? Yeah. Do you think, like, every year you're reminded of that jacket? Like, when you're putting on other jackets? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, they're... Like, you're attached to it, kind of. Yeah. It, it is like a hole in my wardrobe that I can't... <laughs> like, it was... It was warm, but it was breathable. Yeah. It was like a wool, so it was kind of had some breathing to yeah, it. Yeah, And uh, it was like a sweater, but also a jacket. Yeah. Damn. Like, I can't re- I can't replace that. I'm sorry, man. I feel really bad for you. I've tried to replace it. I've got... Sometimes it's in here. I've got a black sweater that zips up, but... Is that the CGB gray one? No, that that's more of like a sweat hoodie. shirt. Yeah, yeah a hoodie. So. Yeah. Um, I've got a, bl- a black sweater that zips up, but the material's not right. It doesn't have a clasp. It's just got a straight collar, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the button pockets. It's got side pockets. Yeah. You can't put things in side pockets; they're gonna fall gotta, out. Yeah, you gotta have a button in there. Yeah. Man. So one day, man, maybe it'll maybe it'll come back. Yep. 
I have a couple of jackets like that that I've had for a really long time. Really? I have two specifically. You've probably seen me wear them. I have like a red checkered jacket. Mm. It's like red and brown plaid. Not plaid, but it's like a square pattern. I don't know. It's red. And it has a brown hood on it. Mm-hmm. But it's a Vans jacket. Really, it's like a thick material. The pockets are totally uh, blown out. There's there's holes in the bottom of them. But I got it when I was a junior in high school. Mm. And I still wear it in the winter, like every year. Yeah. My girlfriend bought it for me in high school. <laughs> Same girlfriend bought me a another jacket I wear a lot that you've probably seen. It's like a green flannel. It's like a green, thin flannel with like purple and white flannel stripe mm-hmm. pattern. And it has a gray hood. And it's another Vans one, but it's not a jacket. It's more just like a flannel that has a hood on it. It's like for like this weather um, that I also got when I was a junior in high school. And I still wear them every year. How does Mercedes feel that, that you uh, still wear these jackets not. from... Uh... I don't even know. Maybe she doesn't even know. I probably <laughs> never mentioned it. But uh, they're so comfortable. And they're so worn in. Like I think that's like with clothes. Once you get to the point where they're just like flimsy and worn in. Mm-hmm. And just so like comfortable. I can't get rid of that. It's familiar. Yeah, and I wear them all the time. Like, I think, and especially in Phoenix, like, you don't need, like, a massive jacket, like a super cold. Mm-hmm. So those two jackets, like, one of them's a little thicker, one of them's not so thick. Let me see what jackets I've got right here. Is this your jacket closet? Yeah. Ah. So right now, this is probably my go-to jacket. It's a jean jacket. It's a jean jacket. I've never owned a jean jacket. Does it feel like, I mean, it's like you're wearing pants on your arms. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice jacket. You didn't have that last year, or did you have it last year? Yeah, I got this a few years ago. Okay. Is it a Levi one? <clears throat> uh, it's actually an American Eagle one. Okay. But, that's uh, nice looking. Yeah, man, once you go jean jacket. Yeah, so maybe I should invest in a jean jacket. You I'd, should. I would like a black one. They sell black ones? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I like to do is you can wear like a hoodie underneath it. Yeah, and have the hoodie come out the top. Yeah. Layers. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, lay- layers. <laughs> <laughs> building those layers yeah jean jackets seem nice i've never had one i've always thought the idea was cool but i never didn't think i could pull it off it it takes a little bit of confidence to wear the jean on jean but you can do it but once yeah once you get there it uh it works it's nobody like you're almost going back to the 90s yeah right? you think people are going to question <laughs> it but then nobody does and then yeah. you feel okay maybe it's like the off color too of like the denim jacket to the jeans like mm-hmm. they've got to be maybe offset a little bit what do you got there? These ones are pretty close. Yeah, but I wouldn't question. Well, they are actually. They're like faded too, like the same faded color. See, I feel like a black one you could wear with denim jeans and it wouldn't be an issue, mm-hmm. as far as like the the same colors. But <clears throat> yeah, it's a nice jacket, man. So yeah, winter clothing is the best. I like beanies too. Mm. You don't I, wear you don't wear beanies. No, I've never really worn beanies. Uh, I do like wearing scarves, but it not it, cold enough. It here. feels like it's never cold enough here to wear a scarf. <laughs> yeah. I like beanies a lot. I wear them quite a bit once it's winter time. Mm-hmm. But that's because I wear hats all the time. So I just wear something on my head constantly. I've got these really cool um, gloves. They're like, uh, they've got individual fingers, but they've got like the half fingers. Yeah, yeah. And then you can like cover up the thumb and then you can pull like a cover over all the other fingers. Yeah, I have some of those. Yeah. But mine are like mittens. They're not like gloves. They're like really thick. Yeah. Yours the same way? Or are they more thin to where you could like do stuff with them? They're kind of in between. They're definitely not snow mittens. They're like wool. Yeah. They're like wool mittens. So you have a little bit more dexterity. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, winter clothing. That's all I got. All right. Well, on to another topic. All right. On to another topic. So I've got a question for you. Uh huh. And I want you to try to answer it before I explain the question. The question. Okay. Were you a dinosaur kid or a space kid? Um, I think I was a space kid. You're not sure? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I liked them both. Oh. But I'm thinking through, and you're not going to explain the question until I answer this. You, you're going to explain more in depth what you're talking about? Kind of. It might be disappointingly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, if I look at, if I think about, I'm thinking literal. Is that what you're, like a dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park mm-hmm. or space, like mm-hmm. Star Trek, all those things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was uh, more of a space kid, like into that world more yeah. so than like caring about dinosaurs. I was really into like Star Wars as a kid. My mm-hmm. uncle, my mom's brother, had every Star Wars action figure from the 70s when the Star Wars movies came out. Oh, wow. He has them all. And now they're at my house right now. Yeah. My kids play with them. But they're not in rappers anymore, which would be crazy. But he has a, he had this sweet Darth Vader head that mm-hmm. was probably like two or three feet tall. Well, not three feet, like two feet tall. And it opened up 
like the head came apart. It was like the head through the shoulders of Darth Vader, and the head would come apart. And then it had a slot inside for every single character of Star Wars. Oh, wow. And each one had two of each. So growing up, it was at my grandparents' house. My uncle lived with my grandparents for a while. Um, I'd go over to their house a ton, and I would just play with that thing forever. And he had all the Millennium Falcon. He had, you know, the all the different spaceships. I mean, he had the Death Star that you could open up and, like, play with it. It all And they all fit together. So, like, the, the size of the, the characters could fit into everything else. So he had this mm. massive set of Star Wars stuff. He saw Star Wars, the first movie, um, the weekend it came out like 10 times within a weekend. So he was a super big Star Wars guy (laughs) when he was growing up. So I think when I was younger, I used to love like playing with that stuff. Um, Yeah. So I don't, I I don't remember ever going through a season where I was like intrigued by dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, I like Jurassic Park. I had a remote control car that was like one of the Jurassic Park Jeeps, but I don't know if I was like enthralled with it. And now looking at what I am interested in now as an adult, um, way way more into space stuff so i think it just i think that's kind of where my interest was yeah so uh this is a is this disappointing like you said no disappointing now i'm kind of like what's he trying to say here my explanation of of this it might be disappointing to (laughs) to people listening so all this is 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 uh an idea that me and and christian had in college yeah that uh it feels like you could broadly categorize most children into either dinosaur children or space children. I agree. Uh, it seems like like that. Like he was very much a dinosaur kid. Like he could name all of the dinosaurs as a kid, and I was much more interested. Like I used to know how many Earths fit in Saturn, how many Earths yeah. fit in Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, the distance, the distances between them. I, I'd play like a. It was like a magic school bus space themed game on like yeah. the windows 95 <laughs> and yeah. and it, yeah i would just play around over and over and over again with just like how many times can you fit the earth into the sun yeah. and yeah hmm. so so basically you're saying that any child is either or like you're not yes ever- definitively in a broad yeah, statement like, every child can be broken into <laughs> these two categories i think that's like I'm like trying to think of my kids right now. I, I just think in in general <coughs> observation that was obviously sarcasm. Yeah, uh, yeah. In that's going to show up in a review. <laughs> in general observation, it seems like um, kids kind of gravitate between those two, or can gravitate between those two. Yeah, and and it I feel or similar like, things. Yeah, I feel like for me, like as a kid, that was very. Uh, I identified much more into space where Christian identified much more into dinosaurs. What kind of kids were you though? Like I'm thinking through was Christian like more outdoorsy or more like mm. outside and you were more inside, like wanting to build things and like, I don't take know. Thing, like I remember when I was a little kid too, like going to my grandparents' house, my grandpa kept everything, not a hoarder, but he kept like old phones and old recorders and old mm-hmm. tape decks and all these old things. And I would love to just sit there and take them apart mm-hmm. and like unscrew everything and then try and put it back together. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I wonder if like the type of child you are, whether you're like an outdoor guy, like an outdoor kid where you just want to play outside all the time and like hang out in a fort. And like, I don't know. I wonder if that plays any, like if you can look at a kid and see those different qualities and be able to put them in those broad, broader. kind. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. It's a very, I'm just trying to like think through like, yeah, it's a very arbitrary delineation. Yeah. Um, but I just find it amusing to think about because like, as soon as I said it, like you can kind of understand what what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like uh because it is just kind of arbitrarily picking yeah. one over the other. Yeah. But I think everybody kind of gravitates towards one yeah, more than the other. And I think there's a bunch of qualities that play into that of like your childhood. I feel like you could just keep talking about this for a while. <laughs> it's funny, I listened to a ninety nine percent invisible episode yesterday about uh dinosaurs. Hmm. It's kind of funny. That I haven't listened it. to that one. It's kind of funny you brought it up. They're talking about dinosaurs and the people who drew them. So paleo, paleo they call them like paleo artists or something. Mm. Is that what a paleontologist is? No. Is paleontologist dinosaurs? They, they study di- dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a paleo artist. <clears throat> He's like interviewing these two artists that draw dinosaurs for a living. Like how do they how do they decide what a dinosaur's external body looks like when all we have is a fossil with mm. a bone? So it was interesting. So it's funny you brought that question because like, that was interesting. Fresh in yeah, your mind. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I was more of a 
I assume, a space kid. So that brings us to the Twitter slash Insta poll of the week. Yeah. We'll put it up there. Two options. Space kid. Space kid. Or dinosaur kid. Dinosaur kid. Yeah. So which one are you? So answer on the poll and uh, we'll share the results on the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Main topic? Main topic. Friendships. All right. Um, Again, was listening to another podcast that kind of sparked just my thought of wanting to talk about it um, that I thought was really good, but just like friendship, friendships in general, uh, and me and my wife have been talking a lot about friendships lately, uh, like friendships we have as a married couple compared to what it was like when we were single, mm-hmm. um, when we weren't married, but dating, we had different friends. Um, and mainly me and her, a lot have been talking about how we, we don't feel. <clears throat> and if you're listening to this and you, and we're friends with you, I'm sorry that this may come out the way it sounds, <laughs> but like, we just, we don't know if we have like friendships that are like, I don't know the word, like well-founded. Like, I don't know. Mm. Like we don't have like those friends that we hang out with all the time mm-hmm. as a married couple. Yep. I have like my friends that I hang out with through soccer, like every week mm-hmm. that I've known since high school, you know. Mm-hmm. She has her friends that she's known since high school that she cheered with that are all moms now and she sees them. But like for us as a couple, we don't have like, we have friends that are couples and we do stuff together. Mm-hmm. But that's just been a, a topic of ours lately is like, man, we really want to like, I just want to like, I want to invest in like friendships. Like I want to have people that we can do life with for a long period of time. And I think we're developing that. Yeah. Um, so it's just like sparked my interest a little bit lately. I've actually in my daily planner every day, there's like a section just to write. And I've been writing a lot about like friendships in there ever since listening to that podcast. Cause it like kind of like struck my interest, mm-hmm. like writing stuff in there. Like what makes a good friend? What helped, what, helps maintain great friendships, uh, listing good friends that I have and like qualities that they have. So I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about friendships and like yeah. what, what you think makes a great friendship or what allows you to be a good friend or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Um, and how it changes, like friendships <clears throat> change so dramatic, like all, uh, it seems like a lot, you know, like I don't have the same friends now. Totally. You know, totally. Um, I do miss like, I'd love to live in an urban setting and in close proximity to like several friends. Like walking distance or like being able to meet up somewhere. Yeah, being things. able yeah. to all like walk with within each or the to each other's houses and to common hanging out places. Like Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think the um really like the hardest hardest part is, you know, I don't live physically close to like any friends Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's always a so you have to plan it yeah make time for it exactly like hey this friday we're all meeting here yeah just where like um so i I lived in dc for like seven months Mm -hmm. and when i was there that was some of the most like fulfilling friendship that i had ever developed and i think that's purely because everybody lived right downtown in in silver spring maryland but it's like in the dc metro area and like we could all meet up we could all meet up at uh the same restaurant it started out just meeting every monday for half price burgers yeah and then it turned into We'd meet there on Monday for half price burgers. We'd hang out for several hours and then we'd walk to somebody's apartment and hang out there for several hours. Yeah. And then it turned into doing that on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays <laughs> of every week. Uh, because on Mondays they had half price burgers, on Tuesdays they had Taco Tuesday, on Wednesdays they had Papusa. Yeah. So <laughs> we just, you know, yeah. we'd just go to that place and. You know, they they'd be getting off of work, and and I'd drive over, and we'd just hang out. Um, and it it grew to be like me, uh, a couple, another couple, uh, and then another single guy. Like you know, it was like six up to like eight to ten of us, depending mm-hmm. on who else showed up. But every week, like every week, yeah. And yeah, it was just it was a lot of just hangout time. Yeah. You know, there was just a lot of extra hangout time available, it felt like. Compared to now. Yeah, exactly. Compared to now. And I think um, I would be able to have that now. Like, I have the margin for that. Um, But it's more difficult if I have to drive like a half hour to be somewhere. It's like more of an effort that you don't always want to put in. Right. Whereas if it's like you get off work 
and uh, you just walk down the street, walk down the street and yeah. go to the place, and then you just walk home. Like everything's just in super short yeah. proximity to each yeah. other. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's a little bit of the downside of the suburban sprawl, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I really like um, like Katie wouldn't wouldn't particularly like. I don't think living like right next to either of our families, like in the same street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I like I really have always kind of liked that idea of like being around be, her, being like living next door to like a close friend or like family yeah, i think that'd be sweet um because then yeah you you would just be always like doing stuff like i always yeah, thought it, about doing that and then like knocking down or putting a gate in between like yeah, the that, backyard that, so i have a friend from high school who went to ccb her name's jennifer mm-hmm. um her parents live next to her grandparents yeah in Arrowhead Ranch, mm-hmm. and they both had pretty significant lots, uh, and they tore down the whole wall. Wow! So it's like this big, like communal area with two homes on it. You know? Yeah, it's. So I don't know fun. if you have to get that approved or what you gotta do, but it's just kind of neat. Like I've always thought about that too. Like the idea of living next to a friend, like a really close friend, yeah, or family, and just knowing, like, if if I have nothing to do, like on a Thursday night, like if anything, like I'll just go hang out. Or, yeah. or watch the football game or just be so like intertwined. And I like the idea of that too. Even though I'm, I'm an introvert, like I, I build energy off of being alone. Yeah. I really like that idea of like the stop by, like just being, well, able, and, being able to stop by and just hang out and talk or. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like too, um, like it doesn't feel as, as draining to me when it's unstructured. Yeah. Like when it's, when it's not. Like, we're not going to somebody's birthday party. That's like, ugh. Man, yeah. Like, you know you have to it's put like, in that ugh. time, that energy. And, yeah. yeah, and there's going to just be a whole bunch of people there, and, like, you're going to be standing. You're yeah. just going to be standing <laughs> around. Um, yeah. But, like, like with what, what I had uh, in, the, in the D.C. area, um, or, like, what you're describing with, like, living next door to somebody. Like, like if I live next door to my parents, like, like it does, it's not they'd probably just find me like sitting in their house all the time. Yeah, you know, or like, like it's just your dad home and you go over there to hang out and talk. Like it's not like there's, right. yeah, it's, there's not a structured and ex expected social mechanism, you know? Yeah. Um, and I find, I find that, that draining like that expectation. But, but if it's just like, like, Hey, this is just my dinner plans on Monday, Yeah. you know, go there. And then if I need to leave early to go do something, I can, otherwise, like, we're just going to sit here and talk for a few hours. Yeah. We might move to somebody else's, uh, you know, apartment and continue to talk there and hang out, maybe watch some Netflix, you know, did you grow up in a neighborhood that was, um, did you grow up in a neighborhood that you were at like all through elementary school and starting in like middle school or were you, did you move around a bit? Um, so from 1998 until 2009, mm-hmm. when I graduated high school, um, we were in the same house okay. in, uh, King Kingswood, Kingswood park. Okay. Um, right there off of like bell and reams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think like what you're talking about, like this, the idea of like being able to just like go somewhere and hang out and go somewhere else. Like I find it really similar to like a neighborhood setting as a child. Yeah. Like when I think back to, I lived in the same home from 95 to, um, I think like 2005. So it was like a 10 year, maybe it was like 2008. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Sorry. From 95 until like 2004. No. When would I have started junior high? <laughs> 95, I was five years old. Started junior high when you're like, what, 12? Yeah. That sounds right. So like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. Yep. Um, it's like seven years, but I had a group of friends. There was like six of us and we all lived within three or four houses of each other. So yeah, I remember like as a kid, I didn't know what anybody was doing. Like I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have any of these things. Like mm-hmm. I would just show up at someone's house and Hey, are they home? If, if so, or we became such good friends where I wouldn't have anything to knock on the door. Like I just walk in and yeah, my friends would be in there and we'd play video games or get on our skateboards and go, you know, whatever. So like, I just think like that cult, like that model, I like miss, like, I think I miss that a little mm-hmm. bit and I don't have, like, you're not going to do that with, with, with adult friends cause that's different and weird. But I think the same concept implies of like, just being able to like walk somewhere yeah, and hang out with people. But I, I still feel like you could, if you lived almost like Jerry and Kramer like next where like door. somebody's yeah. like across the hall of an apartment building and you're so invested in each other that it's yeah, just yeah I can see that maybe just the popping <laughs> yeah the popping 
Um, yeah, and that's that's just something, again, me and Mercedes have been talking about lately. Just something I think we crave. Like, mm-hmm. we have friends. And if you're listening, like, you're our good friends still. But it's just not the same as, like, I don't know, what I could right. imagine it would be like. And and I think it has to do, like, the suburban living, like you said, is yeah. is super non-conducive for Yeah, like, that, we don't live in a way where we could just easily pop into each other's yeah, house. Like, it took me 25 minutes to get here today. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I can't, that's, yeah, we can't just stop by after work and say, hey, or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just something I want more of. And I, I don't know how to, like, make it happen, if that's mm-hmm. even a thing. Because you're not going to force something like that. But, like, how do you invest in friendships to get them to the point where it's like that? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, me and Katie, like, we like we have friends and we have friendships with friends of each other as mm-hmm. well, you know. Um, and it, so, like, like, it's not weird to hang out, like, with the our friends together, you know. Like, yeah. we all like each other. Yeah. Um, but it, it really feels like there's there's only, like, the... Um, the couple that set us up together, like that's probably the the friends that where she's like, where we're like all on the same level of friendship with mm-hmm. both, both people parties. of the couple. Yeah. It's so not like, like you or Katie knows that couple more so or better than the other. Right. Like yeah. we both know them both really well. Yeah. And then, and then individually I know Nathan super well and have known him for a really long time and she knows Veronica really well. Um, so like, like there, yeah, the, there's, you know, we always have fun hanging out with them, but the, even them, it's a half hour drive to, they live in the East Valley or downtown. Uh, they live, yeah. Off, off the 51. Yeah. 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 It's like even, even, uh, the friendships that make the most sense, uh, couple to couple, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, there's still so much effort that needs to go into, yeah into and- that. And I've noticed adding kids to the mix for like me and Mercedes, it makes it even more difficult to like mm-hmm. try and do things with other couples that maybe have kids or even don't have kids. Yeah. You know? um, like Caleb and Miranda. Like we love to hang out with Caleb and Miranda, me and Mercedes do. But now with kids, it just makes it so difficult because your schedules are different. They're, you can't hang out late because you had to put your kids to bed at seven. So you mm-hmm. have to be home by seven. But, you know, there's just so many other variables that. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I think Constrict. it's it's really a proximity issue. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't matter as much if you guys live next door. <laughs> yeah, within a yeah. five minute walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, because then you could be over there hanging out. Then like, oh, I've got to put the kids to bed. Why don't we walk over? You yeah. just everybody walks over to the other house. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think what we need to do is start a movement where we all move <laughs> into the same neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> That's relatively close to restaurants. Yes, because we need to be able to walk to restaurants. Yes, or meet up there. Yeah, that'd be great. So what makes a good friend then? Like if you think about all of your friends that you have that are super close, like I can think through things that I, in the past five years, the friends that I'm closest with, like things I value about them. Yeah. And I don't think they're always things that you would like see right off the bat. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like for me, one of the, I think something I've noticed with friends that has been over the past five years, something that's kind of made itself present to me is, is shared passions and callings, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, when I think of the people I'm closest to in this stage of my life, like we're all outside of all the other things that make us relatable. Like we all have a passion and calling for the same thing, mm-hmm. which I, I don't think I've had that like with friends in the past. Mm-hmm. I've had really good, like best friends, but now we're off doing totally different things and we still talk, but it's just different than mm-hmm. now. So that's just one I think for me that's something I, I think of yeah I, I totally see that I think um, I think for me I can always tell like the closeness of a friendship by the ease of conversation I feel like yeah you know um, like I feel like it's it, it's just should always be I don't know effortless uh, effortless yeah. yeah like like that that's a sign of a of a of a good friendship of like there's just an understanding of both parties. Um, both people understand each other to such an extent that the conversation just flows very naturally. And, and very that comes easily. with tons of other things, shared mm-hmm. interests, all those, all exactly. those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it, so maybe it's ease of conversation is symptomatic or emblematic yeah. of, uh, of a deeper understanding of the other person. Yeah. Um, of an understanding of what that person likes and dislikes and, and how that person thinks and, and how that person perceives things in yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think that understanding, understanding, but then also like um, I don't know, accepting yeah. of the other person's other personness. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that all plays into it. Yeah, yeah. I think another one too that I find uh, in friendship that's something I've noticed too in the past like couple of years of being like an adult. And having, I don't know, I think as I've grown, obviously friendships have changed, but um, willingness to like confront Mm. and critique. Like I value that more now than I would have in high school. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't care in high school if a friend was like, hey, you're doing something wrong. Like I didn't care, you know, back then. But like now, if I think about the friends I have that are close, they're all people that I've had like discussions with, not negative, but more heated Mm -hmm. because of the willingness to confront on both parties. Yeah. And being able to have a conversation like that and know that it's not going to ruin the friendship because it's, yeah, you know, and it doesn't even <clears throat> need to be things like, like awful. Uh, yeah. But, but just, I don't know. I was going to try to give an example, but I feel like it's, <laughs> it'll be derailing to, yeah, yeah. to try to, but the conversation isn't necessarily just about the, uh, having, confronted somebody but just be the willingness to the the knowledge that you are comfortable having difficult conversations yeah and uh even if they had them haven't made themselves present yet you know that it wouldn't be an issue yeah and and even just having conversations of like oh that's weird why do you like why do you think like that why do you think why do you have this opinion on that because that doesn't makes sense to me you know like it yeah. doesn't have to be like a, a like you're you're doing something that's awful and terribly right wrong. i'm let's calling talk, out this talk, sin in your talk, life yeah let's talk about this um but but <clears throat> like a recognition of differences of thought in action and opinion and being able to discuss those more difficult topics um that are like kind of confrontational but aren't like destructive arguments yeah yeah and i feel like in the friendships i have now that's like something that happens more frequently frequently mm-hmm. than it's ever happened in the past um so again i think that goes back to what you said like ease of conversation yeah it's kind of the same like being comfortable enough and knowing the other person enough and yeah. how to articulate those conversations and make sure like i don't know yeah i think they could like even with things like why do you think that way that could derail a friendship mm-hmm. but because of the the comfortability and the awareness of each other it doesn't get to that point maybe yeah yeah i totally uh i, th- I think that's totally hitting on it and i think uh like what you just said like you have that now in a way that you haven't mm-hmm. in the past so in some ways you know we don't have the proximity that we like but we still have relationships that yeah. are very highly valued that maybe we haven't always had in the past yeah so so there is friends <laughs> yeah. friends yeah. of of ours like yeah um like yeah there there is still that closeness but it's um we we still feel the desire mm-hmm. for that proximity relationship that yeah. that just hang out yeah yeah you know yeah and and it really that really brings me back to things like a college dorm room yeah where like you don't know at the time but this is the most amount of just nothing time that you will have in your life ever yeah and it's wonderful like just like sitting around doing nothing with other people for like four hours hours. (laughs) yeah four four years straight uh yeah Yeah. it's wonderful yeah like i think back to like when i was in college uh the amount of fifa we played in like a a year span Mm -hmm. it was like five hours a day or something i mean it was like all day any free time like eight people in my room just like playing fifa and if you weren't playing you were like eating or doing homework i don't know like yeah like what you said like you had nothing to do (coughs) but it didn't really matter like you just yeah i don't know yeah, I think I think all of that plays into what builds a good friendship. Like you need some amount of just hangout time. Yeah. And luckily for us, like we get to find that at work. Yeah. And I feel yeah. I feel like we work in an environment that allows that, it. Yeah, that allows us to build uh friendships um in a way that I don't feel like I am lacking it as much when I leave work. Yeah. Because I feel like I've gotten a lot of friendship time. And it's probably rare at work. within a work setting. Yeah. To have that. It have an environment that's flourishing like that mm-hmm. rather than just nothing. Yeah. Where I think if if you work in another environment, 
it might feel more like you're going to your nine to five and then you're trying to fit friendships After. and family yeah. all in this same shared space yeah. where I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I'm lacking as much purely because I get to work mm-hmm. with friends for a lot of the day, yeah. most days, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. So yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good stopping point. I don't know. It it, it kind of feels. I don't know if we <laughs> even talked about <laughs> really talked about anything. Yeah. Just just kind of this nebulous. So if you have any thoughts or ideas, like yeah, send them to us on what makes a, a good, good friendship. friendship. What what are good friendships like for you uh, in your life? Yeah, we'd love to share them. Maybe in follow up, talk about it if you send anything in. Yeah, totally. So hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you think we're all weirdos. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But as we uh, kind of finish up here and close out, I just want to remind everybody, like what we talked about at the beginning, Mm -hmm. go on there, rate, review, leave a question or comment, something for us to talk about. If you do, $50 gift card to Amazon. Possibly. Thanks, Festivigus. Thanks. Festivigus. Festivigus. That works. Festivigus. Best give it. Best give a guess. Thanks, Festivigus. 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 Yeah, okay, that's what we'll call it. Thanks, Festivigus. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See? Thanks, Festivigus. I just came up with yeah, that. Right on the spot. There we go. <clears throat> so, hopefully, you'll participate in yeah. Thanks, Festivigus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening and being a part of this. Yeah, yeah, and we look forward to uh, seeing what questions you have for us for that bonus episode. Yeah. And we look forward to giving somebody $50 out of our pocket. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, thank you for for participating. Subscribe if you haven't on the podcast player of your choosing. Share with your friends. And uh, most importantly, participate in Thanks Festivigus. <laughs> we'll see you next time.